0: This episode of Zero to Travels brought to you by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys. Learn more at nissanusa.com. I didn't know we were going to go that deep. Well, well, hold on. Hey, we do. Gosh, you give this guy a microphone, and next thing you know, you're getting grilled. These lights are getting hot. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. (laughs)
1: Welcome to the Zero to Travel podcast where we explore exciting travel-based work, lifestyle and business opportunities helping you to achieve your wildest travel
0: dreams. And now your host, world wanderer and travel junkie, Jason Moore. Hey there, it's Jason with zero to travel.com. Welcome to the show my friend. Thank you so much for being here. This is the show to help you travel the world on your terms to fill your life with as much travel as you desire no matter what your situation or experience speaking of filling your life with as much travel as you desire i'm sitting across from a gentleman on skype who has uh, has managed to do that as well and one of the things that we've both done motivated by travel i guess i would say is get into this whole idea of being location independent and that's what we're going to talk about today because guess what It's Paradise Pack time. And uh, before we get into that, I just want to welcome my brother from another mother, my business partner, my good pal, Travis Sherry from Extra Pack of Peanuts, also co-founder of the Community Location Indie, which we co-founded together, also co-founder of the Paradise Pack. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. You call me a gentleman. Doth my cap to thee, (laughs) kind sir. Of course, you've heard Travis on the podcast a million times if you've been listening. We also co-host the Location Indie podcast together, so if you like this banter, you can check that one out. But today, we're talking location-independent lifestyle, and we do talk about the realities of that on our Location Indie podcast. Uh, We're going to have a different take on it today because of the Paradise Pack, and this week... It's available, yes, this week. If you're listening to this right now, the week this publishes, from April 23rd through the 29th, we have a special bundle of educational products, world-class products from travel and location-dependent experts, all put together, all 90%, over 90% off, actually, for one week only. This is our sixth year doing it. And the whole genesis of this is that, hey, when we were starting out, we didn't know where to get all the information we need to actually make a location-independent lifestyle happen. So we said, well, why don't we put something together where everybody can get all the education they need? There's no college you can go to called the Location Independent University or whatever, although maybe we should start that. What's that? That Ice, ice Cube movie where they start their own college? Is it Ice Cube? I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. I got to check that out, see if it's on Netflix. But this this is a very special thing because it's not something we can convince people to do all year that's why it's only available for one week only it's not like a marketing gimmick or anything it's just that you can't convince this many people to put their courses and products into a bundle and discount it at such a big discount yeah anyway so if you want to check it out you can go to com slash paradise or theparadisepack.com either of those links will take you there and Trav, I mean what do you think about this year's pack before before we get into the show today
1: I am always shocked that we are able to, you know, you said year six, right? So that's a lot of years to continue to one up yourself over and over because each year we're like, that I think to me is the thing that gives makes me the most anxious. After like year five last year, I thought, oh man, like how are we going to get stuff in that's this good? Again, how is it going to happen? Right. You know, we've, right. there's only so many courses out there. I mean, the, the, fact of the matter is there's always people putting out awesome work. So you know we have to start digging deeper and deeper and deeper every year to find and unearth these courses. But yeah, I always get anxious thinking, "Uh uh-oh, have we done it? Have we reached the pinnacle? (laughs) Now next year we're going to try to find courses and there's going to be nothing great. And uh, thankfully, the answer to that is still no. So I'm super excited about this course because there's a lot of different things that we haven't hit on in any of the previous Paradise Packs that are in there. So, for example, I'll give you a great example. One, Chelsea has a guide in there about how to form mastermind groups. And so we've never touched on this subject of mastermind groups before in the Paradise Pack, even though inside a location in India, and even though, Jay, you and I know mastermind groups are the biggest reason. Accountability and having that through mastermind groups is the biggest reason on whether someone's going to succeed or fail in their journey towards location independence, and yet we've never had a product in about it because there, I we've never found a product about it. You know, it's it's people know it, but there's not usually something that teaches you that. It's just kind of assumed that you will figure it out on your own. But um, yeah, she she's kind of done some pretty heavy digging and research, and run a lot of mastermind groups to figure out what works and what and and a formula. And so I'm like, that's just one example of something in the Paris back. But I love that it's a brand new you know, something we've never touched on topic before.
0: No, uh, what gets me excited is that there's a ton of stuff in here that I want to go through. And this is the kind of educational bundle that you can grow with, right? It's something that can benefit anybody, whether you're just starting out or you're even further along in your journey. But we can touch on a few more things in the actual pack itself. And again, you can check it out. We'll leave the link in here. It's April 23rd to 29th. So... Uh, 2019 at the time of this recording is when it's available again only once a year so don't don't mess around if you're listening to this and you're within those dates (laughs) you don't want to wait because you don't want to miss it you know it's education and getting the right skills and then getting the support were the things that helped me go location independent and that can also come from a a variety of places and what we're going to talk about today uh, Trav's going to flip the script a little bit. He's going to kind of take the reins of the show and grill me a little bit on how the location-independent lifestyle... Has improved my life for the better, and we talk about the ups and downs. So it's not all you know rainbows and unicorns or whatever they say. I don't know. You can throw in any rosy. It's, never, Care bears, it's Care never bears. It's never I don't know. What, it's never been. Un-
1: I've never seen a unicorn in my location independent life. <sighs> I never saw it in my non-location non-loc- independent life either. And I've seen rainbows and <laughs> bulk. So
0: it's not. Yeah, it's not
1: just rainbows and unicorns.
0: One of the things Trav and I come back to is we've been business partners for a long time now and and supporting each other and each other's respective projects like Zero to Travel. Travis has his own products and he's, he's got an app called Jetto that's for flight deals. And he's got his extract track Peanuts podcast and um, all of his work there and travel hacking. So it's so key to have that support. And I think throughout our all of our conversations, Trav, I mean, the one thing that's kind of risen up, even though... We've had a lot of heart-to-hearts. We've had times where we've both been struggling and stressing out and kind of freaking out a bit, and there's all these low points that come, but overall, we're still here because I think we both, well, I know that we both believe wholeheartedly that this is totally worth it, and I don't think either of us could ever go back to a different way, and and I'm going to speak for you because unless you want to throw something out there and say, "Uh uh-uh, uh, no. When you say I don't think, I mean, for me, it's there's no thinking about
1: it. It's yeah. in, It would be impossible for me to go back. It, it, I actually talked to my buddy who is a teacher. We both started teaching at the same time, right? He's a high school teacher, and his life's pretty good now. He's like 10 years in, whatever. He's like, hey, it's pretty easy. I, I was talking to him about like, hey, how's teaching going? You're coming to the end of the year. This was two nights ago. And, as I 'm talking to him about teaching, like there was a pit in my stomach, the same pit that I used to have in my stomach, oh, really on Sunday night, you, ha- you had like a a physical reaction, yeah, just like this like this dread, and it wasn't even that I dreaded teaching i just i you know I guess what I dreaded overall was that if I had to do that for thirty years, it was not something that I felt passionate about, and I couldn't imagine doing something like that. For the rest of my life. And so even though I knew, I, you know, now I've been location independent seven years, right? I stopped teaching seven years ago. He's still teaching. I still had that feeling in my stomach of, oh my gosh, what, what would that have been like if I had to do it? And I'm not saying that it's a bad profession or anything like that. There's plenty of people out there who love teaching. It's just for me, I can't imagine going back. I, I literally, it's unfathomable. Like it, it yeah, isn't w- going to happen and I can't imagine it.
0: When we say going back, I think what we're talking about is going back to a situation where maybe you're doing some kind of work for a company or something, and they're controlling your time. I mean, that's one of the biggest things for me, being able to control my time, and the time is like our most precious asset, obviously. And then as travelers, being able to control our location is obviously huge, and then having a say in... what we earn and what we're able to bring in financially. So that's the triangle of freedom we talk about, uh, the financial freedom, the location freedom, and the time freedom. We talk about that a lot on the Location Indie podcast. And uh, we're going to touch on some of that today. But I just wanted to have you flip the script because it's important, I think, this week to highlight the the reasons why the lifestyle is worth pursuing, particularly if you're somebody that's listening to this That's either thinking about it or you're just starting out, especially then it's easy to kind of get discouraged and you're looking at, say, you want to start a travel blog, for example, and you're like, oh my God, well, there's so many. How am I ever going to do it? And it just becomes so overwhelming that it's easy to give up because you don't think it's going to work. Or even if you're further along, you know, there's been highs and lows and sometimes it's good to remind ourselves that there are a lot of reasons why <laughs> to continue on this location-independent path. And yeah, this idea of how being location-independent has improved life for the better. And Trav, I mean, you did some podcasts recently about some of your most memorable experiences that you wouldn't have had if you weren't location-independent. I would love to sh- you, you to share one of them first, and then maybe we can flip it after that.
1: Sure. I We did seven, so it's seven episodes they're short which is not how the epop or zero to travel podcast usually rolls when we talk about being concise but my wife and i heather did seven shows and they're coming out april 23rd through april 29th one for each day of the launch of the paradise pack and we count down from our number seven most memorable experience down to our number one so if you're interested you can check that out uh, I, it was really fun. That was some of the most fun I've had podcasting in a long, long time because it was a it was different. We videoed it. You know, it's going to be on YouTube. We also kept it short, and it was it was just a fun little thing to reminisce. So I won't give too much away, but I will say I'll kind of give teasers if that's okay, Jay. Uh, the number one was an experience that encapsulates. Basically, all three facets of what I would imagine is an ideal location-independent life. And by that, I mean we got to do some really fun work on the first part of this experience. It was like three—we were in three different destinations, okay, but they were back to back to back right we we didn't come home in between it was like it was like one long trip but to three very distinct places the very first place we got to do quote unquote work which was super fun out of our comfort zone really challenged us probably the hardest work i've ever done like as as far as being like just exhausted at the end but again super fun that's what i love about location independence when you're doing your own stuff you you have opportunities to stretch your comfort zone and the work is fun even if it's exhausting so that was the first place we went. Then we took a break and we went for 10 days to just relax, which you know, Jay. You're not going
0: to give us any destinations. You're just going to dance around it. Come I'm. On. I'm all All right. Well, I'll give you the three destinations, not
1: in the order that they are. And you can okay. figure out which one's which or listen to podcasts. Second, though, we went to a place and we just got to relax, 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 which we've never, not never, but you know, you and I, Jay, we talk about this. We you, we don't generally travel and just chill like, you know, you're always going to see stuff and you're running around and you're, and you're also working. This was eight days of literally just chilling. And then the third trip, the third part of this trip was we went somewhere and we got to do some incredible charity work and also have a pretty amazing travel experience tied into that charity work. So when I see it, it's like, awesome. I get to do work I love. I get to like travel, and then we get to have an impact when it comes to the charity as well. So that was all tied into one trip. The three places, in no particular order, are Corsica, are Kenya, and then the third place is Switzerland. So you can figure out which one falls into which category. But to me, that was the epitome of... Like our location dependent lifestyle, because none of them, and I explain why in the podcast, none of those three things would have happened had we not been location independent. Because we just, there's too many things that fell into place to make each one of those happen. That if I was just in a normal job, I wouldn't have met certain people, I wouldn't have found myself down that path. So, um, I just don't want to give too much away, man. You know, uh, so you gotta, I gotta tease man. it out. So hopefully that gives you guys an idea. Um, that's a, that's a nice trifecta. It's you a, just mentioned. Yeah, it's multifaceted, right? It's not location independence. Isn't all about traveling. It isn't all about work. And uh, for us, you know, our, our work it isn't all about charity. But I love when you can bring all three of those parts into it and and help others. You can do work that you love, and you can obviously get to see and travel to different places that you might not experience um, as well. So,
0: Well, that's something I want to talk about today because you're right. I mean, I remember coming back from one trip, I I worked a job in Cancun, Mexico for like a month. And then right before that, I was in Ireland, I think. And I remember going – this is back in the day before digital cameras were – super prevalent and i dropped my photos off to get developed and like i had one roll of photos that had like these two destinations on it which were drastically different and i remember the guy at the photoshop was just like what like where have you been (laughs) who are you and just like so i mean you can have these things without location independence from a travel perspective certainly and this is uh something that maybe isn't for everybody. And we could talk about, we actually have some things in the paradise pack that are, are stepping stones towards it. If it's not for you yet, um, some things that can still give you that lifestyle without having to start your own business, because that's something that not everybody is interested in doing. Maybe at this time in their life, maybe that's something they want to do later and it's time to start working on it. Now, either way, there are ways to be location independent without having your own business as well. And you can kind of run, you sort of run your own business, but not, Totally, and we could talk about that later. But I, I wanted to share a few things that have changed my life for the better when it comes to location dependent. So I, I can, I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't I, want to, I don't want to go on a rant here because this is a solo show. That's right. I'm going to, to you, so but. I'm going
1: to take the mic here. I'm going to take the reins and become yeah. the your new host of the Zero to Travel <laughs> Podcast. Welcome back, carrot the, car, the Caravan. Um, so yeah, I wanted to do this, Jay, also because I think a lot of times. People listen to you, and they don't get to hear your whole story. And it's really nice, and that's why Heather and I did it together when we did ours, because there was someone that—it wasn't a solo show, right? But we wanted to tell our story more. And so I'm really excited to have the opportunity to, quote-unquote, interview you, because I think that it's really important for the Z2T community to hear your story a bit more, and and maybe parts of your story that they haven't heard or they've heard in passing— through other podcasts, where it's like, oh, I did this, and then boom, you're on to the next thing, because you're interviewing a guest, and it's about them. So, excited for you guys listening to get to hear more about Jay. I will not let him off the hook easy. We're going to dive a little deep here. So, we talk about... Uh
0: How? I didn't know we were going to go that deep. Well, well hey. hold on. Hey, we do. Gosh, it. you give this guy a microphone him, and next thing you know, you're getting thrilled. Right. Like, yeah. These lights are getting hot. These... <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> so, hey, you've had enough coffee today. I'm sure you're, I can tell you're pretty jazzed up for this. So you, you can handle it. All right. So what we want to talk about it, is the way that it's changed your life jay but i want to dive into it in three facets maybe break it down into three categories one of those would be travel so maybe there's a a travel experience or or how has location independence allowed you to travel in a way that you wouldn't have been able to some other way uh leading a quote-unquote can we leave that one for last sure sure
0: leave that one for last
1: yeah leading leading a quote i'm going to say regular lifestyle and i think I, again, that's not to be demeaning. I want full
0: creative control over this interview, Travis. That's right. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: that's right. Not to be demeaning. And when I say regular, I'm not trying to put anyone down. I'm not trying to belittle it. I'm just using regular to mean a typical lifestyle where you work a regular job, and you know you have two, three, four weeks of vacation. You go maybe go into an office. In my case, it was going into a school. Um, so you know when you hear that, just in your own head, think of what your situation is and and what you consider a regular job. So we're going to talk about how travel, how location independence has allowed you to travel in a way that you wouldn't have been able to with a regular job, how it's allowed you to lead a lifestyle that you wouldn't have been able to had you had a regular job, and also how it's allowed you to develop on a personal development level in a way that you probably would not have if you had had a regular job. So you want to save travel to the end, totally cool. So why don't we start actually then with the personal development side? Because that's a really interesting one that definitely, definitely gets overlooked. Like I think if we're talking lifestyle and travel, people are like, oh yeah, I hear that, I see that on Instagram. People are going all over the world, you know, this and that. They're they're able to go out to the to a brewery at noon because I see it on Jay and Trav's Instagram. What a great lifestyle. But and, and it is, so that makes a little more sense or people are a little more aware of. But but personal, you get a beer
0: belly when you do that. That's right, but, which I have right now.
1: But personal development <laughs> is one that is definitely as important as any of these, um, and one that I think gets overlooked. So Jay, what is an example then of a way that you've developed over? Uh, do you have a date? I guess we'll start with that. Of like your location independent anniversary, is there like a month and a year that you consider? Hey, this is when I truly became location independent.
0: Well, it's so funny as I look this up because every time somebody... If you listen to the show, you know I'm terrible with these dates. So I have to go to my LinkedIn profile <laughs> to, to see when I went location independent because I always forget exactly. But I will tell you while I'm looking that up that you nailed it because this was the exact thing I thought about when it came to self-development, that this is the most overlooked part of the location independent journey and you know I, every traveler that travels is curious about the world and i think they're also curious about themselves and their place in the world and how you can educate yourself through travel in a way that can only happen through travel right like you could read about the roman coliseum but standing there and experiencing it and then you know meeting a bunch of italians and having gelato with them and then getting invited to a party or whatever the case is like that's a whole different thing right so we know as travelers that travel improves us in ways and, and expands our horizons and all that. But this is something in the location dependent world that I don't think is talked about a lot and why I think it's important to highlight it because it's not just about the travel and the lifestyle. It's also about a journey that you take with yourself, right? Yeah, and growth. for me, Yeah. Growth. And you know, for me, I, I was ready for that growth growth at a time when I worked uh, events for a long time and I was on the road working as a tour manager for a band and doing all these different things. And then I was just ready to kind of do the next thing because I do like to kind of grow and improve in myself and, and try and have different challenges. So for me personally, that was undertaking this whole idea of location dependence because I knew not only was that of itself a challenge, but it was going to also, the end result, it was going to allow me to live the life based around my highest values, which I would say my highest value is personal freedom. You know, for myself. Like, my highest value for myself is having personal freedom. And freedom, I guess, in general, even though that's a buzzword that gets kicked around a lot, is my highest value and and everybody's highest value isn't the same but for me I was used to doing jobs that were fun, I was used to traveling. I had a great time with that and when that sort of part of my career was winding down, I didn't want to I didn't want to uh sacrifice the idea of getting to have fun jobs and to take on challenges and things. I couldn't I just couldn't go to like a regular thing after that because I already done all these awesome things. I'm like there's no way I can I cannot have jobs that are fun to me. I just can't. And I set this bar for myself early on, which thankfully I did because I could really see coming out of college and having all the debt and everything, how it would have been pretty easy to just start with a sort of a regular job that I wasn't that interested in. And carry on with that because you know you have your debts to pay and then maybe you get an apartment and next thing you know, four or five years goes by. And thankfully, I didn't do that. I got this touring job and I, I loved it. And then when I, my love for that started waning, I was like, all right, well, what can I do next? What challenge can I take on? And it was a messy process, as you know, Trav. It wasn't like an easy thing. But I remember when I started working location independent and getting to this date now as my my LinkedIn profile loads, which is so funny and sad. Uh, My first location independent gig was for a buddy of mine that worked in the event industry. And I started as a consultant. So I worked as a full-time consultant doing business development for my buddy who owns a staffing company in the event marketing industry, which is the industry that I worked as a touring professional for a long time. So in January 2012, is when I started with him. I remember we started talking about it in like in the fall, sort of winter, and he was one of the contacts I made in this industry. That's like the most location dependent industry you can imagine. You're you working event, you have to be there at a certain time, and all that. Dude, and, you got to be yeah. outside of that Walmart with a big Rimmel bus, man.
1: I know, you, you man. I, to I be was there rem- in Evanston,
0: I, I, Illinois, Rimmel bus <laughs> outside the Walmart. I remember I did work at a lot of outside of Walmart gigs, and I, I anyway, mean, I just remember thinking like how can this, I didn't even, th- like this industry being something that could take me location dependent wasn't even on my radar. I was looking at the blogs and the different things and getting inspired by all the things I could be doing in travel or I don't know, a bunch of other ideas that I was exploring. But it turns out right in front of my face was this opportunity. And when my buddy brought it up, and he was my buddy because we worked together for a long time, so we developed that relationship. And if you have relationships in your industry I guarantee there's, if you look at it through a location-dependent lens, there's some way to take this work remote.
1: So, Well, there's always, let's put it this way: the easiest way is there's always someone working behind a computer in every industry, right? Like, imagine if right. you're a, uh, True. you know, imagine if you're someone who's out there laying concrete foundations for buildings, right? So you're like, well, I'm a concrete guy and I like build these buildings and I have to go to the job sites. Well, guess what? There's someone behind a computer selling or making sales to those companies or fulfilling orders or making sure they, or customer service. Like there's someone who's doing something behind a computer. And if you can find that person, that's probably your quickest way to becoming location independent. If you want it to stay in your industry, maybe you don't want to, but I'm just saying like, just cause you're out doing something in a location doesn't mean that everyone who's a part of this whole cog has to be somewhere, and so that's right, like you said, like you're super location dependent when you're in on an event because you have to be show up at that event, but there's plenty of people doing work to get that event set up that don't have to show up there, and they can probably do most of their stuff remote or maybe all their stuff remote
0: right, and traditionally, people were working in the offices, but that was kind of an eye opening thing for me because when we started having this conversation, I was like, well. I had already decided at that point I wanted to be location independent. So my number one stipulation was that I'd be able to do this from anywhere. So I said, hey, do you care if I do this job from anywhere? Because I don't want to be tied to a location. And he said, I don't, I don't care where you do it from as long as you can grow my, help me grow my business. So we did a three-month trial. I started January 2012. And the reason why I bring this whole experience up is because he was kind of my mentor, if you will, right? I mean, he was running a small business, but it was a seven-figure business and growing. And I was essentially his right-hand guy. So I started learning a lot about how to run a small business. And one of the biggest things I learned, which he would laugh about and totally agree, is that people that run small businesses often, they don't know what they're doing, even though there's this perception that you think everybody's got their stuff together. And they know exactly what they're doing. And I would bring stuff up to him. I said, well, what should I do? He's like, I-, I don't know. Just try this or that. I don't really know what works. And he was always just kind of throwing the ball back in my court. And I realized, wow, this is just like a huge experiment. But I remember one thing he told me early on. He said, I love being an entrepreneur because you have to have the most faith in yourself. And this is where the self-development thing comes in. All right, because, so we're getting to the
1: self-development. We,
0: we've yes, laid the groundwork here. Yes, we've I know. It was a lot of talking, scene. but I'm, I'm a podcaster. It's what I do is talk. So, you know, this this stuck with me, and it's something that I kind of understood intellectually right away, but I couldn't really fully embrace until I'd been through it myself, and it's so true because when you learn for me at least, to have faith, when I learned to have faith in myself, uh, it's opened up this whole idea that, wow, like I truly know that I not only have developed a certain skill set that I can utilize forever through education and things. That's again, why we put the paradise pack together, but also I've embraced this idea that even though I might have doubts and I might have fears and everything like that underneath it all, I have faith in myself that I can make, things happen. And that if everything that we were doing right now, Traff, just went away, I can make it happen again somehow, some way. And that is so empowering because I know I don't ever have to have, uh, I don't ever have to do work that I don't want to do. And I'm not saying, all right, that's, that's too big of a statement. Cause I do work that I don't want to do all the time. Like I don't want to do my taxes or certain aspects of business you don't want to do, but overall I'm talking about the idea that I can create a job for myself that I know will be mostly enjoyable and that will fit my lifestyle. And I just, I have faith that I can do it. I know I can now. And it's really exciting because when I'm starting to look at transitioning and maybe doing some different things here in Norway and things like that, it's not like, it doesn't feel like a far-fetched dream because I've done it before. And I feel like it's within my grasp to do it again because I do have that faith in myself. And I've learned that over time. And that, to me, has been one of the biggest self-development things.
1: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. The word I would use is confidence. I re- Confidence,
0: yes. I rem- I, actually, that was the word I thought about when I was walking back, and I don't know why I it, but yes, thank you. That's, confidence.
1: Uh, I'm here for you, man. Confidence. I, I remember when I first started, and this is not about me, but I, I'll give another little anecdote. When I first started, the biggest issue I was having with my business was well one I didn't know how to make money uh, so that was an issue but that's for that's that that's another story what I was struggling with internally because the money thing was like an external thing right what I was struggling with internally was what is the right answer I was like I write a post and I'd be like oh is this the best way to get it to rank on Google like what if I put this heading wrong and everything was like paralyzing me because I wanted the Right answer it was It was like, in my head, it was either right or it was wrong. So if I wrote this whole post, I wasn't sitting there saying, wow, this is really good. Like, this is 90% there. I was like, what is the how can I
0: make this perfect? Right, and
1: it took me forever. I've been there, and it was not even. Yeah. There wasn't like
0: necessi- agonizing over yes. every small thing. And what th- should this email headline say? Right, right, and there was. I'm emailing a hundred people. <laughs> right, right, I don't want to screw this up. <laughs> right,
1: and there was no. The problem was there was no one to tell you what the right answer was, and if you go down no. the rabbit hole of trying to find it online, you just get conflicting stuff because everyone has their own opinion, and it, there was no aha moment where I sat there and said, "Okay, now I'm fine." with this where where there uh, where i realized there isn't a right answer and it's just like the answer is whatever I want it to be because I'm creating my own thing so there's no like s- i sat here and like you know got this amazing clarity it was just over time i started getting frustrated with myself always having to be right and I was like yeah. this isn't gonna work like you you you're like before you publish you're like going through turmoil internally mm-hmm. that's killing you so it's just a little over time i started to get to the point where i'm like okay you know you've done the best you can you can always change it there is no right or wrong right is the answer the, the right answer is what you want to do that's why you actually created this business i had to keep telling myself mm-hmm. that's why you're doing this because you don't want someone to tell you what to do you want to try to figure it out and so use a really good word an experiment And I think that that is so true. If you start looking at stuff as an experiment and realizing that you might not get all the way there right away, but you can tweak and change and go different directions, that's super important. And so I think it stops a lot of people is this idea of having to be perfect or having to find the right answer. Listen, there is no right answer to entrepreneurship no matter what path you're going down. We could talk about ways to get there faster by emulating others and and surrounding yourself with people who can help you. But getting past that of the right answer then started to give me so much confidence because then something would work. And I was like, whoa, it worked. And then something else would work, would work. And now when I walk into a room, if I don't know anyone, Jay, it's awesome. Like I will light up when people, you know, when you're going around, let's say you're at a party, you don't know anyone. You're sitting down somewhere at a bar and people start talking about what they do. You know, I'm not coming from a place of standing on a pedestal saying, oh, I own my own business and I'm the man. I'm just so happy and confident what i've done because i can point to stuff and say that was because of you like not because of a company not because someone gave you a hand up like certainly people have helped but that was because of you and so i think that it has given me infinitely more confidence in who i am as a person and and shown me that i can do something i love and help others and still feel really, really good about it and be very proud in not a boastful way, but in a very, hey, I've got some good self-worth here because I've done this. So for me, personal development, you know, we talked about it. Travel and lifestyle is kind of the external stuff, right? You know, But mo- honestly, what we're seeking when you travel and when you lead this lifestyle, you are seeking, yes, the sights and to see things you haven't seen. But you're probably really seeking the feeling you get from that of wow. Or how is it
0: impacting you? This
1: is changing me.
0: This is helping me right.
1: grow, and that's you know that can be done through location independence in in a way that we just talked about, and in yeah many many other there, ways as well.
0: There's a huge element of growth with starting your own thing, and if you want to call it entrepreneurship, if that word scares you, you can call it starting your own thing or whatever. <laughs> They're all just labels. Doing but- something. The, re- the reality is yeah when you when you kind of get a project going and it becomes a real thing, there's a lot of ups and downs and you know when you when you were kind of sharing your experience, just to piggyback off of this idea of confidence and having faith in yourself uh the other thing big thing that I learned, which was a personal struggle for me, and it sounds like it was for you to and it kind of encapsulates what you talked about is this idea of being indecisive. I was an indecisive person. I had a hard time making big decisions. I felt paralyzed. I had a hard time pulling the trigger on things. I'd kick around a lot of ideas, never do anything about them. And it was kind of, uh, it was more torturous to, to live in that space than it is to just kind of pick something and go for it. Definitely. And what all of this has taught me is to be a more decisive person. That doesn't mean I'm, perfectly decisive all the time oh man i can't imagine
1: meeting you when you were indecisive If this is decisive (laughs) jay i'm the same way so i it is i mean you
0: just have to make decisions like you don't have a choice when you're kind of running your own thing you have to if you're writing the email you have to choose the headline and get it out there if you're making a podcast you have to come up with a title with it and just ship it and that's just the way it is and these are things i used to agonize over like you talked about and now it's just Part of the process, you build the muscle, you build the decision muscle, and that doesn't mean in my life all the time I always make decisions quickly or that I'm perfect. It just means that I'm vastly improved. We talk about self-development, self-improvement. Um, it just means you improve. It doesn't mean you're perfect. Yeah, right. You sure you don't reach? And, an, you don't reach the
1: end, right? There's yeah, no, there's no, no like there's well, no now end. I'm the most decisive person in the world, like
0: that. And it's subjective to who you are. Sure. You know, I'm just speaking from my experience. This is going to be different for everybody, but the point is that going on this location-dependent journey is, like like you said, more... It's not just about travel and lifestyle, but it's also about that that self-development and self-improvement. And uh, it really probably... It's the sneakiest, most important part and also one of my favorite parts about it. Now, uh, before we move on, I'm just going to say there, there was months early on where I was making no money. And I was like... It went on for months. And it's just like another month would go by and I wouldn't make any money. I wouldn't make any money. And I was like... Uh, like, is this going to work? And and having gone through that and come out the other side, it, it that's another experience that has improved me because I know if I stick with it, I can make it work. And, and maybe that's not true every time, but I at least have the ability to make decisions and pivot and, and things like that, and I have the confidence to kind of carry on. So you, you sometimes have to go through these really tough patches to get this self improvement or whatever you want to call it. That's just a part of it. So it doesn't mean it's it comes easy, but I just kinda want to Now
1: we don't that, I so. think anyone who's ever listened to your podcast, my podcast, the Location A podcast, knows that we'll be the last people to say that it's well we'll never say that it's easy. Um and we'll be the first people to, to kind of show you the low lights and the struggles and the obstacles because we want you to be based in reality, not in fantasy land. But that being said the personal growth stuff is is awesome. It's not all about the lifestyle and all about the travel, but it is a benefit of the location <laughs> and a huge motivator and a motivator. And the main,
0: the main. That's why I said the self development was a little sneaky because that wasn't the motivation for me early on. Yes, I wanted a new challenge, but I wasn't like this is going to be a great challenge. Right. I was like, hey, I want the freedom to travel and to have this lifestyle. That was the thing. Right, yes. and all these other things came later, so, so we should get into let's those, talk I guess, about huh?
1: the lifestyle. What is an example, an instance you can think of where you've been able to do something with this lifestyle that had you just had your typical job, you wouldn't be able to do what's something one thing that sticks out to you is like this is just
0: would not happen if
1: I was Travis, in a regular job
0: you know I cheat on these things because I'm not going to pick one thing
1: well I mean. I well, listen. Just, gonna, I might
0: just hit, uh, cut you off then, and <laughs> I'm going to pick one thing.
1: Yeah, just like an instant cur-
0: or a moment or a th- but. Well, yeah, I'm going to pick one thing, but it's current to my life now. Perfect. And this is another. So you are going to non- pick one thing. Nice travel thing. I am going to pick one thing, but it's not one specific moment. No, that's fine. Uh, one right now, and you know, you yep. you have a kid. You have another kid coming on the way. I have two kids now, one is my one and days one are is behind one. me. What is that? One is one right and now. two is ten. one is one and two is ten. I have two kids now, one 's three and one 's nine months old, and I see it I live in Norway. I see it out my window every day, parents rushing off with their kids at a certain time because I know they got to get into the office. Now, that doesn't mean I never have to get up and take my kid anywhere. I take uh, Ellie to daycare so I can have some free time to work. Um, There are things like that that need to happen, but it's different because I don't need to be anywhere at a certain time. If it doesn't happen at a certain time, it's no big deal. From a lifestyle perspective, it might sound like a small thing. Maybe it sounds like a big thing to you. And and for, for you, it might be lingering over your coffee in the morning or just getting up when you want to without an alarm clock. Whatever, that, that used to be the main thing for me. It's like the idea that you get to do this every day and that you, uh, like for me, eliminating that stress in my life of having to be at a certain place at a certain time and then looking at my kids' faces and being like, hey, like I don't care if you're crying right now. Like We gotta get out the door. We're gonna throw these clothes on. Get out. I gotta go. It's just such a wonderful way to wake up every day knowing I don't have those constraints. You know what I mean? And that I could plan my day however I want. Yeah. For the most part. That doesn't mean I don't have appointments and regular life stuff like other people have. But I don't need to be somewhere at 8.30 in the morning every day for weeks on end. And then, well, Norway, you get like five weeks vacation. So that's pretty good. It's a huge shift to be able to live that lifestyle on a day-to-day basis and to be able to spend those morning hours or whatever it ends up being with my kids, knowing that I don't have to rush myself out the door. I don't have to rush them out the door. It, it just means so much to me right now. And now that's a benefit that I couldn't have predicted when I first started this out, because I, kids weren't on my radar, I mean, I thought about having it, but you know, it becomes more real when you have them um, early on. For me, again, that was like just being able to to have my mornings, maybe have my morning routine, maybe go for a hike—all the things that you get to do when you control your time, and it 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 really is priceless because time is our most valuable asset. There's no secret about that. So, uh, being able to control your time on a day-to-day basis is a huge. Shift in lifestyle and one that uh has just i can 't say enough good things about how it 's positively impacted me
1: well, I think it also just takes away that nervous energy and anxiety that comes with always having to beat the clock, and that 's one of the reasons mm. I always had that dread when I was teaching was Sucks. <laughs> oh my gosh, i got to wake up before I want to wake up because i 'm not a morning person, so i got I to wake up at six thirty. But then mm-hmm. I'm probably going to turn the alarm clock off. So I have to be at school at 7.35 because someone else said that. So I really have to get up at 7. And then I'm rushing around, showering, right. throwing clothes on, driving like a maniac to get to the school just to be in by 7.35. And then there's no time because the kids are coming in 10 minutes. And so it's literally just – it was. Now, you didn't have to live that way. Like some people got in earlier. But for me, it felt like my life was just constantly running. It was like – next, 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 whatever that next was. And here's the thing that sucked about it. That next wasn't something I was determining. I wasn't running to be like, oh, I'm so excited to go meet Jay, or I got to go hop on this plane to a cool destination, or I've got a podcast interview, so I got to get up and do this, but I'm really excited about it. It was like, Oh the next class is coming. Oh the next meeting is coming. Oh the you know now your day your evening sucks cuz you're like thinking about having to wake up earlier than you want to wake up the next day and it's just over and over and so I I feel you man. I think that the best way to put it in my head is the fact that now I get to be proactive instead of reactive. Before yeah. it was reacting to everyone else's schedule and everything else that happened, and uh, you know, I had to go shopping at the grocery store when it was super busy because that's I was at work the rest of the day. Now I am like Heather and I do a really simple thing: we never go grocery shopping after five or on the weekends because it's packed. So instead, yeah. on a Tuesday at noon, I'll go with all the retirees and take a leisurely <laughs> stroll, picking out my eggplants and oranges, and I'm like, this is cool. This is a nice experience. You know when it sucks? And sweet potatoes and, and chicken. And sweet potatoes and chicken. You know when it sucks? <laughs> Sunday at like 5 to 6 p.m. when everyone else is there doing it. So yeah. um, stupid little thing and stupid little example, but I'm choosing. I get to be proactive instead of being reactive. And again, like you said, Jay, I didn't think that. Like, I didn't... I didn't go in thinking that would be how my life looked. I went in saying, I want this because I want to travel. But as important as traveling and the location independence is this time independence. And honestly, it, it might, in my mind, be even more important. Like if you told me I had to kind of give up location independence, but I had time freedom or vice versa... Yeah. I'm telling you, I I might choose time freedom over location freedom. I seriously yeah. might, because it's that important oh, yeah.
0: to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's they do kind of go hand in hand with this lifestyle, which is why we don't have... Yeah, well, shoes, we get but. to have
1: all three freedoms, which is the... <laughs> Throw it up. It's the triangle, yeah.
0: baby. It's a great thing. Like you said, it doesn't mean you're never rushing to beat the clock, but you're doing it on your terms. This is on your terms. That's what on this your terms. is all about. Uh, you know, my last location dependent job Um, and and I just wanted to mention this before we get into the travel one because I think this is a good barometer for somebody considering this lifestyle. I remember just being at the regular job and I did outside sales for a liquor distributor in Colorado so I was like where I wanted to be in the world. I love Colorado. I was doing a job that was pretty cool so it was a cool job. I wasn't complaining about it. I was uh, out and about all day so I didn't have to work in an office or all these things but it was still a regular job that had two weeks of vacation and what I did when I started when I read the four-hour work week and then I started getting this whole idea of location independence was I just looked ahead a bit and kind of looked at the people that were working in the office or doing the the other roles in the company and I was just thinking ahead a year or two or three not so far ahead or maybe a little bit far ahead sometimes and, and saying, okay, let's look at all the different roles in this company. Let's look at all the types of opportunities in this industry. Um, Let me look at what I'm doing now, but let me look at where I could possibly go. Is any of that interesting to me? Are any of those things that I could possibly do in this industry further along worth the time investment that that I'd be interested in pursuing And the answer for me was no. I don't want to do any of these other jobs. I don't want to move up because it's only getting me into the office. I don't want that. I don't want to keep doing what I'm doing because then it's just going to be the same and it's going to be unchallenging after a year. And in this industry, I don't see anything else that excites me. Okay, it's time to start working towards something else. And when you're playing the long game like that, you realize, okay, you do have a even though you have the sense of urgency, you do have time on your side. It doesn't mean you have to quit your job right away. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, rush out the door and do something, make some kind of rash decision. It just means you've acknowledged the fact that nothing ahead of you looks exciting in what you're doing. And now it's time to start figuring out a transition. I'm actually at that uh, point in my life right now, Trav. I'm starting to think, hmm, I feel, I feel like with my intuition that there's sort of like a new thing coming in my life that's different than the things that I've been doing. That doesn't mean I'm not going to do the things I'm doing now. It just means that I have this feeling that there's some new thing. I don't know what it is yet, so I'm now opening up and exploring that. That's a little bit, right now for me, like not as concrete as it was back then when it was like, all right, this idea of location dependence, I'm locked in on this. This is going to give me the base foundation of the lifestyle that I want. It's going to allow me to travel as much as I want and do some amazing things and make an impact on people and and the world and all the things that I wanted to do. And it has done that, but it was very simply just by looking ahead and realizing none of that other stuff where I was at was for me. And then it became an easy decision.
1: Yeah. Well, I think too, one of the things that's beautiful about the location independent lifestyle and this idea of entrepreneurship and I know again some of you might get scared thinking I'm not an entrepreneur. Well listen, I didn't think I was an entrepreneur either. <laughs> you know, and here we are 7 years later and I could I I guess that's the term we you know, when I have to fill out the travel document, mm-hmm. when when you like you land in a country like what's your occupation? I'm like, oh boy, I guess I guess I have to put entrepreneur. I <laughs> is that the easiest way to describe it. But right. the beauty is when you're looking 3 five years ahead. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What I, since it's, since there's no predetermined path, it can be a little scary, but I find that so exciting. Like, you knew looking three or five years ahead when you were selling liquor in Colorado, like, okay, well, I can see my path. That person is three years ahead, five years ahead, whatever. Am I interested in that? And the answer to you, for you, was no. Now, when we're looking two, three, four, five years ahead, you can, like, it's almost like blurry, right? Like you see the outlines of what might exist, but you get to fill in the majority, or or really all of that, and you get to create it. And so that's what's cool is that you don't have to look three years ahead and say, oh my gosh, I don't want that, because guess what? You're gonna help be the one to form what that is. And so that, that might be scary too, and I'm not saying it's easy, But it's pretty neat to look ahead and say, okay, well, in three years, what do I want to become? Okay, I want to keep these parts of my life that I'm doing right now. I'm always going to love podcasting, so I'm going to keep that. But I think there's going to be a new thing that comes in. So when it does, let me clear some space and get rid of maybe the parts of the stuff that I don't like. And so as you consistently evolve and get more interests and, and develop certain skills, you get to fill those in and take away the parts that you might not like almost kind of getting to, it'll never be perfect. Yeah. It'll never be perfect, but you're almost getting closer and closer and closer to your ideal because you're getting to pull away the things you don't want to do and add on things you do want to do. And it'll just constantly evolve. Um,
0: Yeah. And it, it evolves. You you evolve with it. It evolves with you, which is a great thing. And uh, one thing we haven't really talked about. And last thing I'll mention before we get into travel is this idea. uh, And you might resonate with this if you're listening to this. And I I know, Trav, you felt the same way. It wasn't just about me, 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 this is the lifestyle I want. Because I also felt inside, I feel like I have something to share. Like, I don't want to, the impact I want to have on the world isn't selling booze forever. Like, I'm just not going to do this. It's not contributing something that's meaningful to me. I want to contribute something meaningful. I don't know what that means. I don't know if I have at that time feeling I had the confidence to like, who am I to like want to contribute something meaningful? What does that even mean? But I came to answer those questions later and understand that hey, I have a voice just like everybody else. And I I needed to use it for me. It was starting the podcast. That was the, the big thing that was like, Hey, I want to, I want to share this whole concept of travel with everybody and, and, let people understand, wow, there's all these different ways you can do it. If you listen to podcasts, you know that what, that's what it's all about. And that, you know, you can basically use it as an a la carte menu to design your own travel-based lifestyle and travel the world on your terms. And, like, I didn't know that it would resonate to the tune of... I mean, we're almost at 5 million downloads now with this podcast, which is insane. I couldn't imagine that in my wildest dreams. But I did feel like I needed to share something and to make some kind of impact. So if somebody's listening, I just that's definitely worth mentioning because that could be a huge motivating force for you. And that's something you can do when you pursue location independence, because the whole idea is, and we keep using the term location independence, but it's this idea of lifestyle design and designing, you know, a business or a project around your ideal lifestyle. But also that means allowing yourself to express yourself creatively and allowing that to, put it out in the world and make an impact on the world in some positive way. And you might be shaking your head yes right now because maybe you're doing something like I was doing where you feel like, hey, this isn't like the contribution I want to make. There's something more I want to give. And that's a huge motivator. And that was a huge motivator for me.
1: Yeah, you feel it in your gut. Like that's the best way. If you you have that inkling that there's something that you want to do, you want to share, you want to help, whatever you know it you gotta do that if what jay just said if if at all you were spurred on to say like yes i want to do that then then you are in the same boat as you have to do it there's no you have to do it there's no like oh well i didn't feel it strong enough like nope it's
0: there it's there you want to do it we we need you yes we the world needs you like that's just it's so important it really is put it out there
1: it really is let's talk about travel and get to this kind of third. We talk about the triangle of freedom. Now we have like the triangle of Jays. um Wait, life do we have change. the
0: rhombus of freedom now
1: because we added self-development? I I mean, <laughs> well, I, can you be yeah, I mean maybe, who knows. Um let's talk about travel. And I, I you did a good job there, man. You said you weren't going to get it down to one instance or one moment, but that's what I meant. I mean, because as you were describing that, you're looking out the window. I can see you because you were on video. You're literally looking out the window next to you that you were describing looking out and watching people go to work, and that is a very visceral feeling, I think, for a lot of people. Like, we can relate to that. Every one of us has see either been that person or seen those people like tromping off in the morning, it's not even light out. Here we go. Get in the car. Oh, it's cold, drive to work, you know, and just be in that little frantic state. Let's talk about travel though. And Let's talk about travel. I want to hear about an instance or a moment or a trip that you just looked at. Like you were there and you were on that trip and in that moment and you and you thought, Wow like this is it? This Travis,
0: I, you know, this is going to come back to a love story because I'm a sappy guy.
1: I, I actually didn't think ahead of what you might say, believe it or not. <laughs> but had I, I hope I would have thought of this. This, I mean, this is obviously life changing. I mean, as life changing, well, yeah. Can this get. was
0: not too long after I got that full time consulting gig doing the business development stuff. I went to visit this girl in Norway that I had met in a hostel in Brazil many years ago and was able to spend some months with her here and figure out if this was like a real thing that we had experienced just for a handful of days, years ago. Um, We had met up in New York and we kind of rekindled this thing. And then the next thing was not, I mean, we we could have gone months and just kept in touch, but it was like, no, I gotta see this person again because it's like a all or nothing kind of thing, right? when it came to this girl, I'm referring to who is now my wife. Uh, So I, you know, was able to go to Norway and to live there and to be there and still earn a living and pay my bills and give up my apartment and all that, which I had done. I lived nomadically for many years, over a decade, but I was working these travel jobs. So the companies were paying for the hotels that I lived in and everything like that. It would have been very difficult to... Do that. I mean, it could certainly just rent out my place and travel, but uh Norway is a very expensive country. At the time it was forty percent more expensive around than it is now, uh, given the the exchange rate and everything. I mean a lot you talk about a latte at that time. If you want to just go to a coffee shop and have a latte, and lattes aren't the cheapest drinks, but I mean it was like ten bucks, you know? Just just for that. I mean you couldn't it was very, very expensive. Yeah, prohibitively. Um yeah. And knowing that I could take work with me and I could still earn a living and be here took a lot of that stress off. Um, it doesn't mean that I couldn't have done it without the location-dependent lifestyle, but at, at that time in my life, it was really the perfect thing because she was going off to work every day. I was, you know, what was I going to do? I mean, you can only explore so much. She, and she,
1: this, she wasn't going to come to the U.S. And, and do that with you because you she had a job. So it was like right. that kind of shows me or shows you... Hey, if I was in a regular job, like I would have been in this situation, she would have been in this situation. She couldn't come and stay in the U.S. for three months. I wouldn't have been able to come and stay in Norway. I mean, it was only because you were able to do that that you were able to spend yeah. three months together.
0: Yeah, and it opened up this idea. Like it wasn't, it wasn't so far fetched to be like, hey, I'm going to go spend time with this person, and maybe I'll spend more time there. It wasn't as overwhelming as this idea of oh, I'm going to go to this country. And then, oh, what if I have to move there? Then how am I going to get a job? And I'm not really going to be able to do that because you can't because you need to have permission to be there. And there's all these logistical things. And I I wanted to make a living. And I was starting the podcast and doing all these things that I really enjoyed. So it was great because I came here and I was uh, spending time with her. But then when she was gone, I got to do all this, got to sink my teeth into these projects and do all this stuff that I wanted to do. Um, Even did some volunteer work in the city and was just able to kind of, have that freedom and flexibility, and you know, without that, it, I mean, look, I we're married now, we have two kids, uh, so I mean, I had to make that as my number one travel experience. Certainly, there were other things like Anna Dort and I, my wife. We went to Cambodia and Vietnam. Um, there were like other road trips I've taken and different things I've done around the states and around the world. But I had to pick that as my number one because that has obviously it had a huge impact on my life. Yeah,
1: so. I mean, you met your wife. You well, you met yeah. a girl and then you realized she was mm-hmm. going to become your wife and now you have two kids and right. a life
0: together and I, And life's crazy like that. I dude our sixth date was us living together in Norway, uh, basically. Your so, sixth, I, mean, I was visiting. Sixth date months, was
1: you living there.
0: Yeah, and I think basically. that
1: So what's cool in my mind as we wrap this up about location independence, I know in your mind too because we've chatted about this ad nauseum with each other but i think it bears repeating for people who may not have heard it before is that location independence gets to grow with you right it's not something that defines your lifestyle you define your lifestyle and have it work the way you want it to work meaning hey I was nomadic for a bit. You were nomadic for a bit. Then you were living in Colorado. Like, you and AD were living in Colorado before you found out you were going to have your first kid. And that was, I mean, I don't know if people know this, but that was kind of maybe the plan was, all right, we're going to live in Colorado. She's going to, you know, get her residency in the U.S. Then maybe I'll go and do it in Norway. But Colorado was going to be first. Then you found out you were having your first kid. And it was like, well, wait a second. What's better for us having a first kid, the answer is Norway, health insurance, all these great stuff that that Norway provides for people w- with young children. And so all of a sudden, I mean, imagine this, Jay, if you were not location dependent, like all of a sudden you were able to say, let me look at the two options, Colorado or Norway, and let me actually just switch my life completely to now move to spend the next two or three years in Norway, which, I mean, that's mind-boggling for most people to literally say we're going to change where we live and it's going to be for a while but we can do it because you can work from anywhere i mean that's a
0: huge yeah. huge I mean, we change could, you know people do it without that ability I and mean, we could have done it anyway well you could have quit like, your job you could have went and tried to find yeah, a job in norway a but experience to be able to do it it's... that quickly
1: and with that yeah. much confidence and with that much like stability and say Okay, well, my job's staying the same. The only difference is the time zones of when I'm going to get on calls right. with people. But inherently, you're doing the same thing. That is that is a very unique situation. And something that, like, had you had your kid in Colorado, fine. The kid would be fine. Like, life would be okay. But it was neat that you got to sit there and make a decision without all those external factors of, oh, my gosh, a job and a paycheck and, and a career weighing down on you. You got to make it
0: from a sense of a a place of freedom. It goes further than that. Uh, Not that this will apply to a lot of people, but like even just being able to apply for permanent residency here, you have to earn a certain level of income, which could be difficult if I didn't already have income coming in. So with all these like sort of stipulations to get certain permissions here that were a lot easier for me to achieve simply because I came... I came with something already going. I didn't have to move to a new country and then start something from scratch. And that has been hugely helpful for me personally. So anyway, there you have it. I mean, we we kind of covered a lot today and we've talked about, uh, Traviem, you and I, we've discussed a lot of the challenges, but again, we wanted to focus on some of the ways that location independence has improved um, my life for the better and just kind of share some personal examples. And we're doing this tied in with our paradise pack sale, which is only happening from April 23rd to 29th. And that's why we're talking about this location dependent lifestyle, because if you've been on the fence or if you've like kind of stalled or you've plateaued and you haven't reached a certain dollar figure that you want to earn per month. So you can be more location dependent, or you can leave your job, whatever the case is, we have an incredible bundle of educational products available for you at ninety percent off for one week only. 92, uh, just ninety two. It, ninety two. It's up to it's, it's like off. hovering it's close to
1: ninety-three percent now. I, I don't know the decimal percentage. I but. think
0: it's over like six thousand dollars worth of stuff it that is. you can get for under five hundred bucks. And I mean there's one course in here that's almost fifteen hundred dollars on its own. We got a course of consulting, courses on uh Instagram for business, how to go from entrepreneur to entrepreneur. There's one, uh, many I'm excited about, Jonathan Levy's Passive Income Powerhouse course, my friend Emily, who uh, teaches people how to combine their all their passions into a business. It's got some stuff in there. As you mentioned, Chelsea's mastermind thing, Benny's, uh, if you like language learning, Benny Lewis from Fluent in Three Months, one of the biggest language blogs in the world. It's got stuff in there. And I mentioned earlier, Uh, these location-dependent stepping stone type things. If you want to get started right away and you're not sure how you can start your own thing, uh, our friends Rachel and Sasha have a course in there about teaching English online. So if you're a fluid... A uh, fluent English speaker, native English speaker, uh, you could get going with a location-dependent career on the side right away. Uh, along those lines, uh, Taylor Lane has a course in there on remote work. So maybe you work remotely for another company, like you as did, a stepping stone, like you did. Yeah, che, that, that like was your I stepping stone in the beginning. Stone yeah I mean that was uh yeah I still had my own company, but it was a, it was full time so essentially that's what it was um and that's something that you can do uh to go location dependent pretty quickly uh there's of course on branding travis right here has a travel hacking course. And we got some technical stuff on SEO, search engine optimization. There's a travel writing course, all kinds of awesome stuff. There's more stuff in there. I haven't mentioned at all. That's just uh, giving you a little taste of what's going on in the paradise pack this year. Zero to travel.com slash paradise, or you can just go to the paradise Either way it takes you to this website. Trav, we're also doing a couple immersion workshops uh, after the pack, because we know when you get a bunch of information and education All right, that can be a lot. Let's go through it. Let's get you started right away. So we do these immersion workshops where we get on these Zoom calls. You can see everybody's face. The energy is awesome. And just help you start building momentum and get you started on the right track so you can know where to dive in. We have over 15 courses in this bundle. So um, where do you start? Well, we're going to help you with that. And then we're also going to teach you how to make location-dependent sustainable. A couple workshops we're doing there. So just all kinds of awesome stuff. Again, our sixth year doing it. Travis, I know, I'm sure you get have the same experience. Every year, throughout the year, I get emails, messages, um, just get into conversations with people who have gotten the paradise pack and have gone location dependent, whether that's people in our community or just random people that email me to say thanks or whatever. I'm so proud of what we've been able to put together uh, each year for the last six years. I never shy away from like just talking this up because I know if you get it and you take action, it can work because it does give you the tools and the skills you need.
1: Yeah. If this existed when I... So you started January 2012 was your date. My date, yeah. uh, official date of location independence was August 2012. And I had started oh, okay. a business though in January of 2012. So I was still working full time then as a teacher, but That's I had hilarious. started my goal. I had started my first blog January 2012.
0: I don't think we, we ever figured that out. I, That's funny. I don't think
1: so either. And so imagine us... Like, let's rewind seven years ago. I know that if this had existed, if someone had been, if I'd been on someone's email list and they talked about the Paradise Pack in January 2012, I would have been all over this. I would have been the first person lining up to buy it because I was struggling to figure out how to make this work. It was a slog. All I wanted was like the right resources to help me understand what to do. Like, that's all I wanted. I essentially, like you mentioned, right? There's no location independent university. That's essentially what I wanted. I'm like, I know I want this lifestyle. I have no idea how to get there. I don't even know where to start. I, I... you know, there's so many things that people are telling me to do that I feasibly can't even begin to do all of them, and so it was very, very tough. I wanted a location-independent university, and unfortunately, it didn't exist, and the Paradise Pack didn't exist, and uh, I, yeah, I would have been lining up first person to buy that because I just wanted those that guidance and those stepping stones. And as you mentioned, the last couple of years we've we've realized that we don't want it to be sink or swim. Like, hey, here are the resources, have fun, and we've added these workshops, and that is would have been to to Travis seven years ago and to Jason seven years ago, absolutely invaluable. So if you're in that boat where you're just like, man, I know I want this, but I don't really know where to begin, or I don't want really to know what the next step is, or I just want to follow some people who have done it, because that's a cool part about the Paradise Pack is every single person in this pack, we know, and, and are, some of them are really, really good friends of ours, and we've worked with and they are walking the walk and not just talking the talk. Like Every single one of them has gone through the ups and downs and come out on the other side just like we have, and so that's what I love about it. As much as the resources that you're going to get in the courses is that you are learning from people who have been there before and understand what it's like to go through it because they've done it. They're not talking about theoretical stuff. They're talking from experience just like you and I are, Jay. So, um, that's why I, I love the people who are in it because it is yeah. from a heartfelt, we want to help as many people as possible from that mindset. Um, it's, it's great.
0: <laughs> yeah. These aren't just random people we found. I mean, these are people that we know and trust that have been doing it for a long time that are truly experts in their respective fields. So it's, uh, I'm so proud of it. I, I, every time I go to this website, I'm like, wow, this is. Here we uh, go again, year number six. ZeroToTravel.com slash paradise. Go to the Paradise Pack and check it out. Available April 23rd through the 29th, 2019 at the time of this recording. It's a one-shot, once-a-year thing. Never exists again after that. We don't put the same bundle together every year. And it's time to pull the trigger, I got to say. If you've been kind of kicking around this idea and you need some help, you need some education, you need some support... Uh, we put this together for you, my friend. So there you go. A whole discussion on the perks of location independence, And of course uh, the paradise pack out. It's always a crazy week, Trav. And uh, Hey man, thanks again for all the work you've put into this. And anytime I reminisce here with you and I think back to, you know, where we were and where we are now, it always, it always kind of cheers me up because it's easy in, in the, sort of modern day or like in your current daily life to kind of forget, you know, how far you've come. And, uh, we've done a lot of crazy things together, (laughs) including this project. And this project was probably the thing that gave me the most confidence to quit my full-time consulting location dependent gig. And, go full-time on all my projects. So thanks for being a part of it all these years, man. Yes. Being a part of my life, too. I don't want to get too sappy. I
1: 100% agree this was the project, the first year we did it in 2014, that gave me breathing room. That made me feel like I was actually going to make it. And uh, we give you about a a bunch of shout-outs. And if anyone wants to hear kind of the genesis story of how the Paradise Pack began, we are releasing that over on the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast uh, as part of our 777 series. That is number six. Um, the basically the, the story of the very first Paradise Pack and all the memorable stuff around that, including what Jason was doing while it was launching, which I won't give it away. But uh, he was making a very big life decision while we were getting this first one going, which was pretty funny and pretty cool how we came to that. So you can go check that out. And I wanted to do one thing. The interns have, have been giving me some information, right? Our LI interns, they don't exist. That's just the thing I was looking up online. <laughs> <laughs> the movie I referenced of starting your own college, Ice Cube was in a movie about, about being in college called Higher Learning. That was in 1995. But the one I was referencing has nothing to do with Ice Cube. I don't know why I thought that. It's a Jonah Hill movie called Accepted, where they start their own college. So just wanted to make sure that you guys, you know, you know that my pop culture uh, knowledge, Jay, is not the best,
0: but I wanted to make sure I cleared that up okay yeah i'll uh, put those two on my yeah watch list i don't think you both phones. have pretty bad rotten tomato scores so you don't have to watch them but just know uh no you don't i don't mind a bad rotten tomato score every now and again okay you know my favorite one of my two of my favorite university themed actually three i should say old school um, that's gotta have a high rotten tomato score though that thing was awesome. oh yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely i'm not yeah relating it to that old school uh back to school with Rodney Dangerfield and Van Wilder, the original Van Wilder with Ryan Reynolds, I think is hilarious. Anyway, Van
1: Wilder totally underrated. I would agree. I saw it in the theater when I was in college, and I actually said, uh, "I wish I could be Van Wilder." Now I'm very glad that I'm not Van Wilder. But <laughs> old school, actually, only a 60 on Rotten Tomatoes. Come on! Bro. Oh, come that's, on! That's that's unbelievable. A travesty.
0: All right. Well, thanks, my man. Thanks for stopping by and doing this with me. And we'll uh. We'll catch you on the flip. All right. See you all later. (laughs) All right. Cheers. Dan Walder has a 19 on
1: Rotten Tomatoes. 19! What? This podcast has been brought to you by ZeroToTravel.com. Ideas and advice to make your travel dreams a reality.